Rock demonstration. You just heard She by the legendary Swagger. We're out here doing the first interview after this official pandemic has ended, according to the authorities. We've got a whole bunch of bands that we're interviewing today over at Alex's Bar in Long Beach. I'm Jack. My website is punkrockdemo.com. So let's introduce everyone. Uh, what's your name and what do you do in the band? I am Dino Everett and I play bass in both the legendary Swagger and the Streetwalking Cheetahs. I'm Frank Meyer. I sing and play guitar in the Streetwalking Cheetahs. I am Jeff Yaden. I sing and play saxophone in Legendary Swagger, and I play saxophone for the Streetwalking Cheetahs. I'm Brian Coakley, and I play guitar and sing for the Antivirals. We've got a whole collection of bands today, and hopefully my recording equipment is working because we haven't used it for like two, three years, <laughs> and this is the first interview in a long time, so we'll find out. But anyway, so Legendary Swagger, how does the name Legendary come into this Legendary Swagger? Jeff has a big ego. Yes, I have a huge ego. Um, so I like to pretend that I am uh, legendary, but truth of the matter is I was sitting in a bar in Long Beach called the V Room, and I heard Boom Swagger by the Murder City Devils come on, and I thought, Swagger, that's a fucking great name. I love that name. And so I went to be Swagger, and everything was Swagger labeled and everything else, and then I found some shitty kid band in Huntington Beach called uh, Swagger, and I was like, God damn it. They were like 19, so I'm like, well, I was whatever how old I was, 30 at the time, and I'm like, well, I'm legendary because I'm old, so we became the legendary swagger. So if you see us live, you will know why we are legendary, but that is the true story behind the legendary swagger. 
So how long has Legendary Swagger been around then? Good Lord. Uh, what is this, 2022? So a long time, long time, longer than I care to point out, like 20 years maybe? 20 years, let's call it 20 years. That is a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> now I can see why it's called Legendary. Exactly. So we started off with a song called She by Legendary Swagger. What is that song all about? Uh, that was actually, it was kind of an interesting thing because it was the first song that our then drummer brought into the band. And honestly, when I first heard it, I hated it. Uh, and I wasn't, didn't want to continue working with it. Uh, but Dino was the one who said, dude, it's a good song. You know, let's work on it. And I was like, all right. So we worked on it and, uh, you know, and it actually became the first single off the record. So clearly I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, but Dino does, thankfully, because he, uh, he got me to keep going on it, so. I like it when bands have a, what do you call it, uh, strong opinions about certain songs. Yeah. It's hard to find bands that are like, oh, you know what, this song is good, let's roll with that one. Yeah. They're always like, let's leave it to the record label or whatever, and they're usually picking. Well, thankfully, <laughs> I've been in the Street and Cheetahs for 27 years, so I learned a lot in that band that I've now <laughs> been able to pass along to my along buddy Jeff. Along, yeah. yeah, I just, I, I... It just was driving me crazy. I'm like, it's not us. Like, our stuff's always faster. Our stuff's always harder. And, like, that song was so, it's kind of soft and, like, weird. And I just, I wasn't super comfortable with it. But everyone's like, no, it's good. I was in the minority when I said, I don't like that song. And everyone else was like, no, it's great. I'm like, fuck, okay. I should probably listen to these guys. You should hear the songs that Jeff really likes. I mean, <laughs> ugh. That's a good point, yeah. I don't know if I want to hear that one, considering the facial expressions that we can't see. <laughs> But anyway, so we've got all three bands here, Antivirals, Legendary Swagger, and Sweet One Cheetahs. So there's a particular reason why we're doing this interview with all three bands at the same time. Can, you, can anyone explain a little bit of the history behind how all of the band members are affiliated with uh, every other band? Frank was saying earlier that it's all very incestuous, you know, like whether you're in Hollywood or Los Angeles or Orange County or Long Beach or something, you know, like-minded people gravitate towards each other and then everybody winds up, you know, you have the band that you're playing in, but then you have other ideas and so you go off and you make another band and you borrow musicians from the other existing bands and stuff. And so people just bounce around and play in each other's bands. Does that make the sound unique in any way or is it like the same kind of sound or what do you think? Well, Frank writes songs differently than Brian does and I write songs differently than both of them. So I think all three of our bands are very different sounding overall, but there's a common thread amongst them, which is, you know, the angst and the and the anger and the whatever else that, you know, we're, we're portraying. And so you see that as a in kinship and you go, okay, you know, these guys obviously know what the hell they're doing. It's super fun to play with them. But at the same time, when you're writing something, you might not have that same energy that they have. So I think there's, you know, it's real easy to grab Brian or Frank or Dino and say, like, oh, let's do something together. And if someone else is writing the music or primarily responsible for the music, it comes out pretty different. So it sounds like it's mixing different ingredients together. And depending on what you mix together, it sounds different. I mean, all three of our bands are very different, but the same kind of in, in, the, in, the, in the vein but, you know, different vibe definitely between them. Yeah, all food has salt in it. But, you know, if you're eating Mexican food, Chinese food, Indian food, it's going to taste different. It's all got salt. And, and in some ways it's weird because this dude ends up being the salt with the saxophone in a lot of our stuff. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, well, that's accent a song. You want to, if you need saxophone, there's one guy, you know, you're going to call. It's like Jeff. That's why it's fun. Cause mm-hmm. I get to fucking play with everybody. And I love that shit. Speaking of saxophone, I noticed that you've got the saxophone going on. Well, the saxophone solos, and since you're the vocalist, can't be singing and playing the saxophone at the same time. How does that integrate with the band, or how did you integrate the saxophone with the band? I, my primary concern is not to pass out during a show because I run out of breath very quickly. But it's mostly, um, I don't know, like I, I, I played saxophone and I was going out, I was sneaking out to punk rock shows when I was a kid, but playing in jazz bands and I never understood how they could go together until I heard the Stooges and that was when I was like oh fuck I could play saxophone in punk rock bands and then I heard Hanoi Rocks and I was like oh shit I could play and sing in bands and actually the first time I was ever in a band I I was doing the least amount of or the first time I was ever singer in a band they made me the singer because I was doing the least amount of work like guitar players were playing bass players were playing drummers playing and I was just going boop 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 and they're like you fucking get your ass to work because you're clearly doing the least amount of stuff here so I became the singer <laughs> yeah quit standing around and fucking sing so it sounds like uh, the street walking cheetahs are going on next and uh, is there enough time to uh, continue or should we play a yeah, song yeah we got a few more minutes okay well since uh, Brian was last talking with the antivirals and we haven't talked much about the antivirals yet how did you come up with the name antivirals well, it was it was a band that was kind of born out of the pandemic, truthfully. Um, <clears throat> I've been playing with Frank in a band called Blind House, and Jeff's in a band with me that plays like one show a year called Wax Apples, and we've been playing, I don't know, when was the first time you played with us? Like over 10 Probably, yeah, years 10 ago, plus a long years time ago. ago. But, <clears throat> but uh, during the pandemic, I just started getting pissed off. I mean, I seriously just... Uh, some like rage just boiled up in me that it just had to come out and the way to let it out I'd been doing some recording um, sessions with Frank where we would like uh, we did that thing what was it flatten the curve or you flatten the curve with Eddie Spaghetti and all these you know rock stars and Frank was like really instrumental in putting that whole track together but it was like a there was a system of like here here's the song record to it send the file to, and then it was compiled by what was it bruce duff compiled it right and, and frank and uh and that just opened my eyes like oh shit you know what i got all this fucking shit too i can do this at home too so i just i made an album at home and then the antivirals was just born and did the same thing shared files with frank and frank's all over the album i mean it's like it's crazy it's it's basically me and frank and the bass player from the infamous Stiffs is, is plays bass on a bunch of it. So, and they're playing tonight too. That's how incestuous it really is. There's more. It goes deeper. And the bass player of Infamous Stiffs was the bass was originally the bass player of Swagger. The Swagger, yeah. Yeah. He was. It's just fucking. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, and the drummer of Infamous Stiffs was in a band with me called the Cadillac Tramps for decades. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. stupid how incestuous it really is. I think we know the real meaning about or behind the name antivirals now with all this uh, intermingling of bands. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 So let's play a song by the antivirals. Let's play Brainwashed. Is there a little history behind that song? It's, you know what? I just I hear all people that are like internet researchers and, and conspiracy theory people and shit. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that they're getting their information from God knows where. They have no idea. It's not vetted. It's information that just comes Dude, down the, the internet. It's totally flat. flat, flat. And I'm like, I'm like, for all you know, there's a Russian spy bot guy just sitting back typing up all this fucking bullshit and then he puts it out on these blogs and the blogosphere just takes it, you know? So it's like you've been brainwashed by a Russian spy bot. That's what it's 
that's what the song's about. Very cool. So let's take a listen to that song. It's called Brainwashed by Antivirals. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration. We're out here with Antivirals, Legendary Swagger, and Street Streetwalking Cheetahs. Cheetahs. For some reason, I, that, that band is just really hard for me just to spit out. Look at my shirt. <laughs> right look at the shirt. Yeah, it's right there. So let's take a listen to that song, and then we'll be back.
Welcome back. That was Streetwalking Cheetahs with the Rejected. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration. I'm Jack, and we're here with the Streetwalking Cheetahs, Antivirals, and Legendary Swagger. As I said last time, I'm still having trouble spitting out the Streetwalking Cheetahs. <laughs> so, how'd you guys come up with that name, Streetwalking Cheetahs? Originally, when the band formed, we were kind of just like playing cover songs for fun, and Dino and I were really big fans of the Stooges and the MC5 and the Runaways, so some of the first songs we played were songs by those bands, and one of those songs was Search and Destroy by the Stooges, and we played Cherry Bomb by the Runaways, and uh, so when we were going to do gigs, and we were doing mostly covers and a few originals we'd written, we figured like, well, anyone that hears the name of the Streetwalking Cheetahs is going to kind of know what we're about. They're going to expect to hear some covers by bands like the Stooges and stuff. We weren't really just a Stooges cover band. In fact, we only think did one or two songs by them. Um, but that was sort of our overall approach and sound. And then very quickly we started writing songs and we got signed and we kind of left the whole cover thing behind. Except that as we continued going on and making our own records and starting our own career, we would always kind of record cover songs by bands as sort of like a tribute or a way to sort of like pay homage to the bands that meant something to us, but also you know, because we started playing that stuff, we started playing cover songs at our first few gigs, so it always felt like that was kind of where we started, you know. What year was that? That was 1995, and uh, over the years, as we recorded albums, we would be recording, you know, sometimes covers on those records or B-sides or tribute albums or whatever, so over the years, we amassed a huge amount, and a label called Rumbar out of Boston is now putting out all that stuff on a double-disc collection called all the covers all the covers and more and it's all the covers the band recorded over our now 25 year plus history and it's got people like wayne kramer from the mc5 and sheree curry from the runaways jimmy zero from the dead boys all these special sylvain, guests sylvain from the new york yeah, dolls angelo moore from fishbone dennis tech from radio birdman yeah all playing on classic on their songs or other people's songs uh, with us so it's like a real fun collection so you know that's just kind of been something we've worn on our sleeves you know since the since day one have you ever run into licensing issues where uh, they're asking for tons and tons of stuff no not you, when the band members are playing on it with you yeah like, <laughs> I mean, if we're covering a new york doll song with sylvain sylvain we kind of get around all that but also the way that stuff generally works is if you're just covering a song you don't really have to ask permission as long as you're giving everyone the proper credit it's only when you're like taking creative license or like parodying it or something where you have to ask for permission so we just don't get in we don't do anything that we have to ask for permission for we're one of those beg for forgiveness instead of ask for permission bands <laughs> you know that or like steal one of the band members and have them play yeah, in the or band. We just you say, hey, we're gonna get cherry. We want to do Cherry Bomb from the Runaways, so why don't we get Cherie Curry from the Runaways, and then everyone's gonna be cool with it, <laughs> you know? That works out well. Yeah. So since you guys have to play, I guess we'll play another song and then we'll come back and talk about where where people can find your music and all that stuff. That sounds good. So let's take a listen to this song by the Streetwalking Cheetahs called "We Aren't the Ones." Is that right? We are, no, we are it's called ones. We Are The Ones. We Are The Ones We've Been Waiting For. It's a rare love song from a band that generally revels in hate. <laughs> so let's take a listen to that song since uh, the lighting is bad and I can't read my writing. <laughs> and we'll be back. You're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration.
anyone to help, just you and me. I'd swim a thousand miles with my broken bones, take you to an island and build you a home. That was the Streetwalking Cheetahs that you just heard with We Are The Ones We've Been Waiting For. Yeah, that was a pop hit, yeah. The pop song. That Man does not live on punk rock alone. You gotta have like some pop and some new wave as well. Very true. Every now and then you need a harmony just to yeah. fuck things up a little bit. You know what I mean? Completely. Anyways, if you're listening to the punk rock demonstration, uh-huh. I just pretended I knew what you were talking about because it's like cold and <laughs> finally got my jacket. It's nice and warm. Yeah, we're still here at Alex's bar with the legendary Swagger and just and the Streetwalking Cheetahs. Yep, we're in both bands. Yes, and the Antivirals. And the Antivirals played tonight. They were fantastic. Yeah, it seems like Brian has vanished when we saw that we pulled out. Brian, we dropped. We lost uh, Brian. We lost Frank. Yeah, that's okay. We like to talk. That's true. Yeah, we're very talkative. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) So, where can people find more information about your guys' bands? Um, the usual, like Facebook, Instagram, uh, the, the music's on what platforms? Uh, the music's on Spotify, like all the, all the streaming platforms. So if you're stealing music, steal our music. That's what I always say. Uh, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, all of our stuff's there. Our first record, uh, Sinners, Hardest, and Hooligans. This is Legendary Swagger talking, sorry. It gets confusing because we're both in both bands. But uh, Legendary Swagger, uh, Sinners, Hardest, and Hooligans is available on all streaming platforms. The new record, which is Gypsies, Junkies, and Thieves, is coming out on July 15th. And then is Rumbar putting anything out on, for Rumbar you guys? Rumbar is putting out the new, uh, the new record, Gypsies, Junkies, and Thieves. I just got CDs tonight, so if you come see us live, if anyone ever comes to a Swagger show, we will have CDs for you. And we to will buy, have vinyl we'll... soon, as soon as Taylor Swift stops ordering right. more copies of Taylor we Swift. Need, we need to stop making Taylor Swift vinyl. Yeah. It would be great. And the Cheetahs, you can get our stuff. We actually gave all of our old albums to a guy who runs some blog to put them all up to download. So they're all out there for free now. What's so, the blog, though? You don't know the blog? No, I mean... Damn it. I want another blog, man. I want to get those songs. I, history lesson, I have been a huge Cheetahs fan for years. And, like, I want all these old records that I don't have. And it I mean, they're all over YouTube and stuff, too, because sure, yeah, we don't care. I mean... Little bands like us never make money from records anyway, so. Well, the bottom line for all of us is we just want you to hear music. Like, we yeah. want you to hear the music. So if I give you a CD or if I fucking steal our music, whatever, do it, just so you hear the music. That's all I care about is listening to the music. 
have ever considered like recruiting Taylor Swift into your uh, band so that way you can print more vinyl? If I can get fucking Taylor Swift to Long Beach, I will get her and Swagger so fast. Like she can sing background vocals, although Dino sings a sweet background vocal. Like. If you guys hear the record, you'll hear Dino singing background vocals that just make me cry. The sometimes. weird thing, though, is is I just sing background vocals for Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> and he does a hell of a job. It's amazing. You should hear his shit. It makes me cry. I've always wondered who that background vocalist <laughs> yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, <laughs> How did you guys end up on Rumbar? Since I think Rumbar is from Massachusetts, right? And you're yeah. from California? Yeah, that was kind of the shitty thing because like, we got finally got played on Rodney Bingenheimer's show. And I was like, fuck yeah, we got played on Rodney. It was so rad. And Rodney's like, hey, that was Swagger from... Boston, Massachusetts. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Dude, I'm right down the freeway from you, you bastard. Anyway. Basically, I think it came about because, like, some buddies of ours that we used to play with back in the day, a band called the B-Movie Rats, ah, um, they all moved out of town, and a couple of them are in Boston now, and they're in a band called The High End, and Rumbar put out The High End, and then through them, we got in touch with Rumbar, and he was like, oh, yeah, I've always been a Cheetahs fan, and so we are like, well, yeah, let's put something out. So that's how we kind of got worked in with Rumbar. And then since you're in the Cheetahs and then uh, your friends the with the antiviral the Cheetahs, we were like, you know, we have this other band, this other thing you might Legendary like. Swagger. And we just happened to have finished a record. We, like, recorded it during the pandemic, and we had this, like, in the can. It was done, and he's like, let me hear it. And I sent it to him, and he sent me, like, a, oh, it's the greatest like, thing. You know, he loved it, so he was very excited to put it out, so. Actually, he said, you know, this is a fine record, but in Jeff's head, no, yeah, yeah. he was like, oh, it's the best thing since nice bread. Totally true. Anyone says, well, the record was all right. I'm like, what a horrible review. I'm done with music. And then everyone says, it was okay. I'm like, that was the fucking greatest review. So, yeah, I'm very, uh, like, up and down when it comes to reviews, yeah. Yeah, he just lives on the extremes. <laughs> I need the extremes, yeah. I'm very bipolar. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I love you. I hate you. <laughs> so speak of the pandemic and all that stuff. Yeah. What have you guys been doing during the pandemic? Were you still practicing or um, writing music? I mean, to be honest, we were recording. Yeah. Like, yeah, because now with, with like things like GarageBand and stuff like that, you can like record a song, then send it to your buddy and they can open up their GarageBand and add their part. And so we were just doing tons and tons of recording throughout the, the pandemic all this stuff out and then you know we had like money in the kitty so we're like we should probably record like why not so i called jim from racket room jim and Earl from racket room and i was like hey do you want to do you have will you are you recording right now he's like yeah sure come down so it was kind of weird like we recorded background vocals with masks on and stuff yeah, but that was kind of weird trying to sing with a mask on yeah that was a trip <laughs> is that a new sound uh yeah yeah muffled sound a little bit muffly but uh it was like you don't want to infect that microphone. Yeah, something to do. It was like you know we didn't have anything to do. We weren't playing or doing I anything. Just bring so. my own Lysol with me. Yeah, <laughs> everything was. Like, <laughs> Gino was like because it literally <laughs> says on a can of Lysol kills COVID. Yeah. Did you ever think about doing virtual shows or anything like that? Um, we actually, me no, and we did, Frank, did we? did we do a show? Well, the Cheetahs did a show at the Redwood. Yeah, we virtual. did a virtual yeah. show at a club where there was nobody there, but they were like beaming them out. And so we went to the Redwood, played a show, and they put that online. So we did that. How do you think those kinds of shows are? Well, I think they're great because the audience participation for shows like that is, is off, the, off the hook. Yeah, it really worked out well because, you know, there was nobody, nobody in the room. So we don't, we don't have to worry about, like, oh, nobody gets my joke. Oh, what a, oh wait, nobody's here. That's great. 
Um, I, I mean, like, it was probably they loved us. Right. They. Totally I mean, they us. totally loved the us. Six people in the room thought we were fucking fantastic, which is rad. Five of them were us. Right. Which is, that's why it worked out well. Yeah. Well, at least you can have full concentration on focusing on playing excellent yeah. <laughs> while you're performing. Well, one would think. I'm right? still just as sloppy, whether. Yeah, I'm true. thinking about it or not thinking about it. So honestly, like it was just fucking like we just wanted to play, and that was the bottom line, right? And Frank and Dino and myself all played during the pandemic. We would just play acoustic. We would just play outside and do stuff. Like it was just something to do. Like we just wanted to fucking play. I'm just happy that like because I mean, 20 years ago, we made our living off the street walking cheetahs touring and stuff like that. I feel bad for all the bands yeah. that are making their living on the road and they couldn't play anywhere. I mean, that was rough. Any plans on playing tours nowadays? Um, we don't want to tour like before, like where you just pile in a van and, and hope you make money. Um, but we're trying to parlay little jaunts here and there, you know, long weekends and things like that. Cause I mean, we're older and we've, we've got, you know lives and real jobs now so <laughs> but it's fun. we I can't mean, we're talking to lou about doing some shows in phoenix and vegas and just getting out and doing some getting around a little bit just because it's you know i love long beach i love la it's great but anytime you can get out and do a little something different it's a different crowd and it's a you know different way to be so it's always good so yeah we're, we're working on some weekends so no tours in like cuba or middle east no, or anything yeah, like no that. big tours coming up anytime soon i mean I hate to say it, but we're old. Yeah, but that being said, if Cuba calls, <laughs> yeah, Cuba seriously, Cuba, calls, call me. Why not? I will fucking go. I mean, I'll go by myself. I, I mean, we've sell, sold well over three records, I think, there. That's true, yeah. We have like four or five fans. Yeah. Seems like we should go yeah. and appease those yeah. fans. And considering you're allowed in Cuba. <laughs> I just yeah. want to go to Cuba. I'm a rum guy, so I just want to go to Cuba and smoke cigars <laughs> and drink rum. That's all I care about. And I'll play music, yeah. That'd be awesome. Let's talk about music. What keeps you guys wanting to continue doing music? I think it's like with a lot of bands, right? When you're young, you think like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to take the world by storm and we're going to change things and we're going to do this. And then as you get older, the people that continue with it just love playing music. And I think that's, that's where we are at this point is we just love playing music. Whether there's people there or not, we're going to still be playing music. So I'll tell you, like, what, I have tried to quit playing music a few times, and I just can't seem to And I know once I tried to make him quit. <laughs> yeah, he paid me money, and I still said no. But, like, so me and Dino do, like, these DJ nights at this, at this pub in Long Beach called Steady Brewing, and we, like, I, I really was, like, kind of, down on everything i'm like fuck music everything sucks every every fucking bit like i listen you listen to k-rock or whatever station you're like this fucking music's horrible everyone fucking sucks and i get so pissed off because you're not listening to my station <laughs> yeah that's the problem right but like any mainstream radio station you listen to it fucking sucks and i got i got super pissed off and i got like wound down i was just done and dino and i did this dj dino and I did this dj night and like we brought all these cool old records and we played spin all this vinyl and it was like it brought me back to what i love about music like and it's kind of weird like you just sometimes you forget what it is to make this fucking music and to be out there with your friends playing and stuff and you sometimes you just need a reminder like this is fucking raw this is energy this is this is what you need to be doing and like 
like Dino said, if there's nobody there, great. But if there's six people there and I'm reaching out to those six people and they like what I'm doing, it's totally fucking worth it. I love, I can't stop playing music. It's, it's, it's where it's at. Because if, you, if, you're, if you're around music long enough, you're going to be in some bands that break up. And, and what that does is you lose friends and things like that because there's this weird sort of a disease that happens in, in music where people argue about their percentage of nothing, you know, and then the band breaks up and you lose friends and stuff. And so when you can find people that you play music with and you get along and you don't bicker and fight and things like that, you're golden. You know, you could play until you, you drop dead because you're all just doing it because you love playing music. Very good advice. So with that, let's take a listen to this one last song by the Antiviral since uh, I think that's the only member that's not here. I know, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sure Brian would tell you it's a great song. And he'd be right? thrilled that, that you're playing? playing it. Devo was right? Yeah, so we're playing Devo was right <laughs> by the Antivirals. You've been listening to the punk rock demonstration and talking with the legendary swagger, streetwalking street cheetahs yeah. that I can never yeah. spit out. Yeah. I'm going to get you a patch that says streetwalking cheetahs so you never forget that name. <laughs> well, it's not about forgetting. It's I can't seem to spit it out. Right, yeah. Just it's too many syllables. It is a lot of syllables. So yeah, we've been talking with them. So you mentioned earlier about your website being like Facebook and Instagram, but you didn't, uh, I don't, I highly doubt that one is your actual website. So do you know what your actual, like where people can actually go? No, go well, ahead. if you type in like streetwalkingcheetahs.com, it just redirects you to Facebook. So yeah, facebook.com or Facebook slash Legendary Swagger or uh, Facebook slash Streetwalking Cheetahs. Also Bandcamp, there's a Streetwalking Cheetahs and a Legendary Swagger page. You can get, you can get CDs, you can get shirts, you can get pins, you can get all kinds of crap. And I'm um, on OnlyStars. Are you? Or OnlyFans? Only fans. Or oh yeah, I'm on OnlyFans. How's that working up? Are you doing well? <laughs> is, that, is that going well? I, you know, I almost had my first sale. Oh, awesome! <laughs> so you can check them out at all those different places, yeah. and you check out my punk rock demonstration website over at punkrockdemo.com. And we'll take a listen to this one last song by the Antivirals called Diva Was Right. Yeah, we're going to give you all of our songs. We're going to give you both records and just you, like, play them. Do what you want with yeah, it. Yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to pile that on right after this interview so that way they don't get there bored of go. listening to Legendary Swagger. Yes. <laughs> so people get bored listening to the Legendary Swagger? Is that what you said? Did you just say that? <laughs> yeah, I think. I was saying. If, Why do you got to be so aggressive, know, man? man? I was saying, so they don't get bored of listening uh, to the Legendary oh, Swagger. Okay. okay. All right, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I take it all back. <laughs> so, yeah, here's, here's Devo was right by an antivirals. Thanks for listening. Go to any Walmart, you'll see the light. You'll see proof that Devo was right. Sick and soft without any fight. The evolution society's white.
background shows our faith. The Union Jack's blue represents freedom. The white stars cut our states. Stand by our constitution of promise to the grave. Stand strong. A symbol of a freedom forever. May she
Some Greg and Teast on the Lonely Streets there with Lonesome Casualty, and then we heard some Firecracker 500 with Red, White, and You, because last week was July 4th, and I forgot to play that song, and that one just so happens to match the July 4th theme, so we're a little late. Oh well, wasn't very much into those holidays anyways, even though it is Independence Day and all. Oh well, there you go, and we heard some High End with One Day at a Time before Firecracker 500, since we talked about the High End in that interview, marathon interview, with all those bands, Legendary Swagger, Antiviral, Streetwalking Cheetahs. And unfortunately, we didn't interview Infamous Stiffs because we found out that they had like some interrelationship. Maybe next time. We did do that interview while the Infamous Stiffs were playing, so I guess couldn't have done it anyways. Although we could have made it work if we really needed to. 
guess it wasn't needed that badly. We're going to play some Change Today with I Am, and we'll listen to the interview we did with Joe Wood right after that.
listening to the punk rock demonstration i'm jack and we're out here at alex's bar with the band change today but just joe wood from change today and we just played the song called i am here and we're going to do an interesting interview with joe of arc doing the interview instead of me should be interesting so i'll hand it over to joe and uh go from there joe how you doing how are you i'm good i'm good <laughs> we're joe's <laughs> all right so uh joe Yes. I have a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Um, what's your favorite Alice Cooper album? Oh, that's funny. Um, the one with the Ballad of Dwight Fry on it. I don't know which one that is. Um, is that is that million? What what'd you say? That that's it. I think that's it. That's that's my favorite Alice Cooper song. I mean, I I like I I watched him when I was a little kid. Like, and, and I read his book. Mia. What do you like about him? Oh, I like the theatrics, you know, and I liked how he became, you know, the characters in the songs. I liked that. Do you golf? No, I do not. <laughs> I don't do I'm any just, sports except. So. I know he golfs. So. Yeah, he does. He, he's quite the golfer. <laughs> I tried golfing once, and, and it was me too. Yeah, just, it sucks. All right. Yeah. Okay. My attention span is not. I that heard long. that about you. <laughs> so, uh, what's your favorite breakfast? Like your childhood breakfast cereal? Oh, Captain Crunch. With peanut butter or with crunch berries? Nope, straight, nope, straight Captain Crunch. Till my, I'd eat it till my, the top of my mouth got raw. Oh, that does happen, right? Yes, it does. Okay, wait, milk, half and half? What do you put in it? Milk. Just like okay. back then when I was a kid, they didn't have no like... Wait, do you drink it? At the end of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just asking. Like Some people heat up their cereal. I don't get that. Never mind. Like, okay, yeah. Okay, so uh what's your favorite um you know, like your Saturday morning cartoon? Okay, that would be um, Remember? that would be um like Wally Gator or um Wally Gator. Yeah, like the Hanna Barbera. Like Hanna Barbera, Bar- right? Yeah, I like I like okay. those uh Magilla Gorilla. Oh, I remember Magilla that, that's, that's Gorilla. The shit. Um, those ones, those are my okay. Favorite, yeah. Okay. Um, Johnny Quest, when he came, when he first came out, that was Johnny Quest. That was badass. Like, yeah, he was secret agent. I don't remember that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. So, um, oh, this is interesting. Okay. So, uh, what are your favorite? <laughs> my favorite what? Carnival rides. You know, like I like carnival. Like you know, if you were to go the to Tilter a school, Tilted World's or awesome. I'm, I'm kind of a baby. I'm a, kind of a sissy when it comes to carnival rides because I've actually worked at a carnival. 
I'm not a Are car- you a carny? I'm not. A, I'm not. I would, I'd like to say I was because there's some bitching shit about carnies. You know what? I, I They're gypsies. Cut, you but might be I've a seen carny. A, I've seen who put together those rides, so I don't go on like the Hammerhead. I don't even know if they have that anymore. But like, I'll, I'll, I'll go on the tilt to work. I've seen one of those carts fly off. I saw one of those cars fly off, and they didn't get hurt. So. Okay. So which one goes, is it then? Probably the Tilter Whirl. You know. I, <laughs> I don't even think they have that ride anymore. All right, the so spider, the octopus. <laughs> oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm old, I'm old. You have to remember. <laughs> well, I hear you. Okay. All right, so um, what pike. about the pike? Back at the pike, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so that was the uh, oh wait, it was wooden, yeah. Was not the hurricane or something like that? Uh, it was the wooden something like one. that. Yeah, the wooden yeah. one. I never was on that. I was, oh, yeah. it was. The but the one where you go around and, and you stick yeah. to the wall and then the yeah. bottom, yeah, that one I did. I went it was terrible. Horrible. It's awful. All right. So, what about (laughs) elementary, um, like horror stories? The best interview I've ever done in my life. Yeah, I can tell you one. Like uh, elementary school. Like, like, did you, you know, do something really awful in elementary school? Yes. Like something awful. Yeah. One time. This is one time. Me and my friend were. um, It was the last day of school. Me and Uh my friend were um, teasing (laughs) teasing the girls inside, and then all those windows that shut with the stick. They're high. Yeah, 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 yeah. My friend was up there. And I told him, go up on the, go up there and get up there and, and th- throw the papers at him. And he did. And right when he was jumping down, somebody closed the window on his thumb and it ripped his thumb off. Oh, shit. Completely <laughs> off. Yeah. Oh, what'd they do with the thumb? And I was, and I, and I looked and I looked and he, he ran to the, you know, he ran screaming and I'm looking down at his thumb sitting there and I'm like, fuck, that's his thumb. He's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Went and told the teacher they picked it up and, and they couldn't sew it back on. He's still my friend. He's a good friend of mine. Yeah, so. But he's a thumbless friend. <laughs> he doesn't have a thumb. <laughs> well, but that's okay. He's not a hitchhiker. That's the gnarliest thing that happened to no me. No hitchhiker. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What about, um, oh, have you had any bad encounters with uh, like family members or oh, like fuck. your dad or? Yes. Okay. God, yes. Like, what do you got? What do you got? I mean, my, what do you got? Like, I watched my dad rip off our neighbor's ear. What? Yeah, a guy. He was on. Like, were you talking wrote, Van Gogh shit? I, I wrote this whole story. On, I, yeah, he. Um, You're kidding. A guy. There was a biker gang that lived down the street from us. Uh huh. And I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, the guy kept riding by real fast, and my dad was out there drinking beer, and I was sitting there playing in the dirt, and and my dad, uh, he came. Haul, my dad said, "Can you slow down around here?" Right, right. And uh, he came back and he, on the sidewalk. Uh-huh. And then he hauled ass one more time, and my dad <laughs> clotheslined him. He fell off his bike. And, and no, he, he didn't. And the same oh, thing. Shit. There's his ear. There's that guy. I was like, <gasps> my mom grabbed me and took me inside, and the police came and bashed down the door. My dad was fighting all the cops. And you you know. Know, I, I, I've just got to say, I, I see kind of like a common thread here, like the thumb and the ear. I know. It's, it's, yeah. Right? I, like, I have like all my appendages body parts. That, like, it just, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like no. separation of appendages yeah, at I don't, all. I'm, I'm totally it's not traumatized cool me. It, it's awful for <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, well, and then there's that. You're, um, <laughs> you're doing good. This is good. This is a, really my probably the, my favorite interview I've ever done. <laughs> if you ask me what my favorite interview is, this is it. Oh, so, Joe Wood. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite fucking interview? This interview. Right really? Yes. Why? Tell me Just why. Because, because it's fun, you know? Wh- it's not, but why? You're not asking me the same old stupid shit, you know? That's oh, why. Okay. Like the know, same fucking bullshit. Like. Are you sitting in a fucking alley? Yeah, but I. But yeah, I, but you're I, sitting I, it's been in a while since right I've been now. to Long Beach, so I, I, I'm quite uh, at home. Yeah, okay. I like it. Oh, you like being in alleys? I don't mind it. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. I feel at home. All right. Well, I'm just saying. I got weapons on me. <laughs> me too. There you Wanna go. Want to see? <laughs> I'll show you yours. I'll show you mine. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oops. I dropped the list of my... <laughs> you're funny, Joanne. Oh, you're funny, Joe. Okay, so um, that's upside down, babe. Okay, let's get this. Joe, Joe. <laughs> love you. How funny is Come it? Here. How funny I is this? Thing? I know. <laughs> I love you. Too. Okay, so <laughs> what's the best lie you've ever pulled off? The best lie? Yeah, best lie. Oh, when I was going into a, um, I had a girl in the hotel room. Uh oh. And there was an, another girl from out of town came, and so I went outside and I said, "Listen, a friend of my girlfriend's inside there." Uh-huh. So just be cool. And then I went inside and told her that a, a friend of my girlfriend is outside. And when they saw each other, like the other, the, the other one left and the new one came in and they just said hi. And that was it. And they walked by each other. That's not jump. much of a lie. It's not. I, it kind of is. No, not Oh, much well, much shit. Of... That was the best one I ever told them. I'm really? A shitty liar, yeah. Well, I told told my, I told Didi that I was going to go pay the... Um, Another Didi. Go pay the... Uh, the mm-hmm. car payment. I went to the, the stationery store instead and bought receipts. And that's and just dude. That's weak. What? What's a good lie? I don't know. Like um, I'm not big on lying anymore. I know, me neither. I mean, I'm not going to tell okay, my, my good lies. Let's skip this one. Yeah. Let's skip it. Okay. Next. Um, that's not, that's hold not on. weak. I'm just saying. No, you're totally burning me. No, I'm, I'm just not kidding. burning, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm so not burning. I'm teasing. Yeah, I know, I'm, I'm teasing. And, and I'm fucking with I, you. I, I like that. I, I like that. Fuck that's you, good. Fucking fuck. I'm fucking with you. Okay, yeah. And, well, I'm fucking with okay, you. Let's go. Okay. What's next? Um. Let's see. Ooh. What's your greatest crime? Oh. Oh. Robbed the um. I, you see. wouldn't believe this. A bit, I robbed the no, casino. What? No, you I didn't. I swear to God. I swear to God we did. Robbed it? Yep. Okay, tell me. Come nope. on, Dee. I'm not going to tell you which one, but... Okay, no. It was inside. Just it was inside job. The, um, okay. We, the, the, the guys, he was the slot manager, and um, Ooh, he slot manager. went to the $25 machine and filled it up. Slot manager. <laughs> I've, done some good, I've done some good crimes. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. I did some good crimes, but this one... He he filled up the thing to the brim with twenty five dollars chips, and he gave me two uh-huh. chips and said, "Go act like you win, you won." Uh-huh. And I went and acted like I won, and it was scary. You know, I had to walk. I took all the chips and hey, really, and I took them over and cashed did, them in. Did you have swagger? Like yeah, were I you did. like? I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. I needed uh, the money bad enough yeah. to where I was confident. Uh huh. Uh huh. What were you wearing? It's probably this, like, <laughs> like something like this. I wear the same shit every I'm day. Just saying, man. Yeah, I don't. I mean, wouldn't it be like? You know, I'd like, yeah, I wish I was in overalls and I had a van outside that said heist on it, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It or, or some theme music. But I do like in that movie, uh, I think it's a uh, Goodfellas or something. Yeah, says, that's exactly. nobody's ever robbed a casino, and I'm like, right. I have, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, can't you just like have some theme music, you yeah. know? If you have some theme music, cuts. what would it be? I robbed a super cuts, you did mm-hmm. really? What would you still there? Like their some thriller mu- creamer. Sunday night. I, you know, I, I was a, I was, I was, I was a bad guy back in the old days. No. No, I was. Aww. I feel bad about that kind of. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But we still love you. It doesn't matter. So. Okay. Um. All right. So. All right. This is a big one. Okay. What's your biggest regret? Letting them. Um, letting them. Use the name T. Let them call the band TSOL when it was supposed to be. It was supposed oh, to be something shit. else. I don't think you're supposed to say that. Why? I don't know. 
Just That's really not. I don't have too many right. regrets. You know what? Listen, I don't really have too many regrets. I All don't. Right. I, I like. I like. I loved my how my life was. The thing with TSL was a mixed bag. You know, it was great know, and it was bad. I yeah, know. I'm not bad mouthing them at all. You know what I, I mean? I didn't say. It. Yeah, no. that's already been done on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but you know, and I mean, I don't. I can't think of any regrets. You know? Really? None. No. I really, I really not. I was, you know, I, I did the best I could with the tools that I had, and that's that. You said tools. <laughs> with the tool that I had. <laughs> Shut Sorry, up. I had You're funny. <laughs> That's everybody's. It's funny. You're such a funny girl. your fault. All right. Yeah. Oh. This is the best interview you've ever So, what's your scariest car wreck? Did I ever get in a car wreck? Yeah. What's the scariest that you've seen or have you been in a scary one? I was just ejected from a car. Um, 2007, 2017. Nuh-uh. Yes, I was. Got, what happened? I was driving home from the casino and. The one you robbed. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. That a was in Vegas. One. That was in Vegas. This one, oh yeah, Ocean's Eleven, and I was hauling ass <laughs> down this 11. little street, and the guy pulled out of an apartment, and there was a car parked there, huh. and he came into my lane, hit me head on, and I flew like 45 feet. No shit. Onto the railroad tracks, I hurrying in my stern. <gasps> And uh, luckily, I had my leather. I can't, but I can't believe. It. Yeah, that was a bad. Holy shit! They, 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 they didn't even ask me if I was all right. They just arrested me. No shit. So they just arrested you, and then what happened? Because the other guy took off. Of course. Yeah. So wait, they arrested you, and then you're starting with fractures. Blew, I should have blew into that thing instead of going <laughs> to the hospital. I went to the hospital, and they did my blood, and they found everything that was in there, rather than just the alcohol. I know, but I always think about that. You know, like you should yeah. just like blow into the thing if you know what i mean <laughs> i know i should have because they, when they did the blood test it was bad right it was really oh my bad God. and then i got kicked out of the, it took me five years to com- complete a three-month dui class no shit. i kept getting kicked five out months. why'd you get kicked out i kicked said out? some i said some, like i wanted to know like where what? all the rich people were well, where like, how come it? everybody's fucking i said how come it's all n words like us and then okay. I went to, I had to go back to court and the judge was black and I got in trouble there. It was just bad. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. So it's like that. But I, but I said like, I was calling myself that, you know what I mean? I wasn't, I just, it was just the demographic in the DUI classes. They're Did all. Did you do the crime? Or, Did you do the time? I had two, you know, I was, I was point one. <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, I was point one. I think it was like, you know, I wasn't drunk. I haven't been drunk since 98. Well, I beg to differ. You never see me drunk. I know, babe. <laughs> I love you anyway. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Um, what do we got? Oh, does this say something about Hank Williams? Do you like Hank the Third? Yes. Me too. I fucking yeah. love him. Yeah, my girlfriend Isn't loves him awesome? too. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta look at his picture. It's I'm sure big. that's not what it said on here, but I love Hank Three. You know what I, I like? like? Hank 3 too. You know what I He's like about Hank Dude. Okay, totally punk rock. Have you seen his boots? Yeah. Yeah, right? Totally I like, I like wrapped him. in. Oh, my now God. Now there's a Hank 3-4. There's a 4. His son is doing it. His half-son. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, so Hank 3 sounds just like his granddad. I like all the Hanks. I like every Me Hank. Too. I love the Hanks. Have Even you if they don't play music, <laughs> as long as dude, their name is Hank. Have you heard that whole album that Hank 3 did? And it's all of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. Anyway, no, it's good. 
I digress. All right. Um, and there you have it. I think it oh. said something, Hank Williams or Willie. Oh, oh. or Willie Dean. Oh, it says Hank Williams or Willie Dixon. I take, Dixon. I'd have to go with Willie Dixon on that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that right? Why? It's just, it's just more, it's my, the kind of music that I like, you know, more. I like the, I like, I like blues more than I like country. And, um, uh-huh. And Willie Dixon wrote all the great blues songs. Well, not all of them, but he wrote a lot of the great blues. People don't know that about him. But you're a blues dude. I am a blues dude. You totally are. Yes. But tonight... I was a punk rocker, dude. I know. What the fuck? I know. Dude, I was standing there. I mean, no offense, but I was like, what? I know. That I was mean, funny. Like, well, it's been I a love long you. time. It's been a I long love time. you, but I haven't seen that shit in so Through many years. 40 years or something. It's been a long time. I was time. like, what, what the it comes back to you though, and you're. But, I, I, Rand brought me back. No, you did great. Thank you. Oh, I was so excited. Okay, Thank you. So, and we go to the next one. Okay. Um, so, uh, Dee Dee Ramone or Brian? I can't even. No, I hung it. out with Dee Dee Ramone, and I love Dee Dee Ramone. I hung out you with do? him in Europe, yes. Okay. But I'd have to go with Brian Wilson. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it says Wilson. Oh, are we are we talking Brian Wilson? Like. Yeah. But I would hang out. I would rather hang out with Dee Dee Ramone. And I have, and he's it was a lot of fun. He, in Europe, I don't know. I, I when we went, when I was in Europe is eighty seven, I think eighty six, eighty seven. I take a Ramon over. Oh, we had fun though. We were in Amsterdam. Beachport any day. It was a blast. Sorry. Well, you know, to say. Okay, I don't know. Um, okay, hi Jack. Hi. Hi. What um, would you? What would you have? Oh, babe, what would you have a midget do? It's funny because I have a midget ghost in my house. No shit. Yes. Really? Are you sure yes. it's not a cat? No. Listen, man. I'm, uh, it, I have it, my own questions. By I live. Way. I live in a mobile. I live in a mobile home, and, and uh, the people that bought it in 1974, they were too mm-hmm. like they were too little people or midgets. I like that word. We have no light anymore. And um, mm-hmm. and they, one of them died in there, and uh, it, no it, sit, it sits down on my bed. You can feel it sit down on my bed. I've had people over and just say, "I'm not coming in your house." And I have some videotapes of it moving shit around and some weird shit happening in my house. Are they, like, really low to the ground moving It was like Flo and Mo. I swear to God. If people think I'm Sorry, like, like, but... The guy's like, oh, really, you got a midget ghost? I'm like, yes, I do, actually. Do you have one? I, I gotta say, I don't know I got six cats, one dog, and a midget ghost. I don't know anyone with a midget ghost. <laughs> no, you do now. Flo. Flo. Oh, she gets she gets no jealous if the, if the girl's around. She gets really, really yeah. It's weird. It's a weird. So what found, are you doing later? Like, you want to why you want to meet her? Yeah. <laughs> you little flirt. Why not? Oh, you God. know. Well, yeah. Little people. She's she's yeah. a lesbian. She might attack you. Oh, no, I don't shit. know. No. Well, it is Pride Weekend coming up, so there's that. There's that. Yeah. I'll be out there in the middle of the street. And yeah. <laughs> and you have a lot of pussies at your house. How many cats do you have now? I have six cats. Yes, six. But yeah. It's, okay, so tell us about your cats. Okay, well, one, Go-Go, he's, he's fucking over. He eats emotionally, so he's getting real fat. Okay. He has his own Instagram. Go-Go. Okay, go okay, and then What's he look like? Not oh, gay, gay. He's, but a, he's, a, he's a gray. He's a gray and white. Okay. And then short hair. PJ Harvey. She's a, um. She has the two, two kittens, Lexi and and uh. Wait, Marley. wait, 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 Lexi. Yeah, that's a boy. Uh huh. And then uh, Lexi's a boy. Yeah, Lexi's a boy. Uh huh. How'd then, you come up with that name? I call him Lucky or Lexi. I don't Wait, know. How'd you come up with that he, name? He, when, when I got the kittens, because uh-huh. I was given eight kittens and, and the mom to, to raise because they were right. born in a, a junkyard. Uh-huh. And he had that name, Lexi, and I liked it because, you know, obvious uh, yeah, reasons. I, I know some people. Beautiful daughter. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. and then I got a big giant Maine Coon, 
Bootsy, and then I got Coco Montoya, Bootsy Collins and Coco Montoya. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they all get along. Most of the time. But you have this little puppy. I just saw a little dog with yeah, like that's clothes a, on it. That's a little, that's a little, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, it didn't have clothes on Yeah. Oh, it, no, it had a harness. Had, it had a harness on. Dude, that was a bedazzled harness. It was. It was skull and cross hearts. Okay, well. <laughs> that's dude, Gigi. That's some, like, some homeless, this guy was walking by and he said he found the cat and I just, I just snatched it out of his hands. Uh-huh. Said he found the dog. I said, that's my dog now. So, and then you dressed it in bedazzled Oh, you should shit. have seen it. You should have seen it when I got it. It was so bad. It was fleas. It was oh. long hair. It was dirty. It was horrible. Her teeth were falling out. Oh, no. Yeah, I spent like, that dog cost me a lot of money. Well, Two grand or something like that already. You love them, though. I know. So the puppy gets along with the, the kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. The pu- mm-hmm. like, but unless they jump on the bed. And, and then that's then she Then it's on. She's, she's after her. That dog chases any dog. She'll go after a pit bull or anything. And they just look at her like, what are you doing? <laughs> got any reptiles? What do you got? No, anything that's it. Else? I used to, but I don't anymore. And you live somewhere in Southern California. I live somewhere, right? yeah. I live yeah. down Sunny. North County, San Diego. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. I love it down there. There's yeah. no gum on the sidewalks. It's just nice. What do you do for fun? I fish and I surf and I um. What, what I, kind I of fishing? I work on old old cars. Oh, so I like to surf fish. I like to do everything you from do. the beach. Yeah. Okay. But I go on a boat too with my friend. So wait, wait, wait. Here's the question. Yeah. What do you use for like lures and shit? Oh, just sand crabs. Sand crabs. Yeah. Okay. I like to get everything so off the beach. So you're surf fishing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Corbina so is what fun. I like to catch in halibut. They do not have corbina anymore. Yes, they do. No way. I just caught one. I, Dude. Yeah. I, Seriously. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. You know, we were it's 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 a sad state of mind, and I just I, somebody just talked about it that the whole 15 second song on TikTok, you know, is is ruining ruining music because um it takes oh. it takes a while for 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 music to change somebody's body, you know what I mean, and get hypnotized by it after a while, you know, it changes your whole makeup. Um, the 15 seconds is not long enough for that to happen. What, what do you think of the whole two and a half minute jukebox? It's, it's, that's not long enough, in my opinion. I think, I think three minutes and 56 seconds is just right. But I like seven, eight minute songs myself. That's just me. Yeah. jazz or something? I don't, no. I don't like, I don't, I like, I like, um, like, just, I like stuff that is hypnotizing and, and it's just kind of drones, you know. No, like the doors. Look, I like the doors. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck. I can't think of anything else right now. I'm just so tired. No, I get it. I get it. I have a good question. Go ahead. How do you feel about and you know, because it's all out there. How do you feel about cover bands and bands that are out there? Oh. Let's say, uh, you know. Any of these bands that tribute are playing tribute? I thank fucking you, tribute. hate them. What do you think I, about I am a, I am president of the anti-tribute band league. And why? I hate them because they're they are they are ruining rock and roll for sure. They're ruining original music, and but, this is why. why. You got a kid. He's coming up. He's learning how to play his guitar. He's starting to write songs. He goes. Right. He starts a little band. He goes out to his first gig, and and, and 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 nobody shows up, or they don't. He doesn't get the adulation that he thinks he needs. And he goes to joins a tribute band, and people are, they, you know, pack at the clubs. Uh, people that go see tribute bands and tribute bands are fucking. They, first of all, they're not paying tribute to anybody. They're making money off of somebody else's art. They're not. You know what I mean? They're not. So you think that a kid, let's say, yeah, um, that. 
like you said, is, is like, oh, these guys are rad and they're doing something, but they don't go out and do it on their own. They don't make their own right? art. They're, they're, don't, they're not making their own art. Not only are they not making their own art, they're stealing somebody else's art and like getting plastic surgery to be this other person. And, and they're packing. And, and because of the money is made, the clubs. Here's, here's what got me started on this whole thing. Uh-huh. I, got, I wanted a gig at this one place down in San Diego. It's a bitchin' venue. Finally, get, they call me up and, and send me, hey, you can play down here. Right. And I, I tell the band, we cancel another gig. It was, it was somebody had canceled. That's how we got the gig. And they, right, they right. called me back two days later and said, never mind, we got a tribute band coming in. And I thought, you know what? That is fucking bullshit. So they just totally jumped you. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah, they're fucking. That's not cool. Promoters are, you know, they're fucking used car salesmen. Exactly. Karaoke's fun, at least. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and cover bands are fine. You know what I mean? Because everybody does covers, and, and you, you do your own interpretation of that. But try, acting like somebody else and, and so doing you're talking all, the actual tribute then. Yes, as, yes. So they're putting on wigs. They're yes. acting yeah. like so-and-so. Zep, yeah. Whoever Led Zepp again. The, that, the, you okay. know, Wild Child. Those Opposed guys are scumbags. to somebody who's like they're playing fucking, their music. They're, they're, they're fucking, they're fakes. They're frauds. They're fucking, Got it. Got it. and they're making money off of somebody else. Johnny ca- cashed out. They're, they're walking around, you know, just, just doing Johnny Cash songs. And making a ton of money off that. I've never seen that, and I just saw it online, and yeah. I was like, what is that like? They I, asked me, somebody asked me to sing for that, man. I told them to suck a dick. Did I you? I was so fucking mad, yeah. And then somebody called me, some guy from Brazil said he was going to start a TSOL tribute band with my <laughs> era. And I had no I, shit. I spent three days on there telling him oh how to God. do his own do his own art and be an artist. And, you know, and that the, oh. it's not about just, you know, right. be, getting people to clap for you. Or, I don't know. I don't know. Tribute bands guys are just the biggest scumbags in the world. Yeah. That's because how I feel about th- that. Yeah. <laughs> well, think, I, ju- I just want to know, like, uh, would you wear tights and fucking do that shit, man? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> not, not for the band, but for something else. <laughs> oh, right, I got to go. I got to go. I, I know, babe. <laughs> On that note. Oh, no, <laughs> You've been listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration now here with Joe Wood and the band Change today. Check my website at punkrockdemo.com. Where can people find out more information about you? Joe Wood, what? Nothing. I don't I don't have any website or anything. Come on. You got No, I'm just on Facebook. You'll have to look. I'm on Facebook. I'm Joe under Joe Wood or yeah. Change today. Change today. Got a yeah. No, everybody's got their own website with Facebook now like everybody in the world. That's pretty there you have it. Oh, man, there you have it. Change today. Joe Wood. Well, I hope you guys so hopefully you enjoyed that. And tune in again next week at punkrockdemo.com. Thanks for listening.
There was a bunch of music you just heard there after that interview with Joe Wood from Change Today slash TSOL. The song you just heard was by Eddie Gabriel, New Stuff. That was She Was the Devil from Guatemala. And some Bayline with Beggars Can Be Choosers. Saxon Jenkins before Bayline, that song's called Human Beings. They were from Australia. Then we heard some Sacropolitical with The Meaning of Life before Saxon Jenkins. And some Peter 118 with Radio before Sacropolitical. Lots of new stuff there. We don't have time to play all the new stuff this week because we had those interviews come on. About time. But we'll play a couple more new songs before we end off the show. We're going to play The Bled to Death with Blank's Statement right now. And then we'll play some Crashing Revelry after that. That song will be called That's My Story and some Digital Resistance with Trigiversation. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. And I think we'll have a couple more minutes after that last song that we'll play by Digital Resistance. So whatever new stuff that I pick and choose, we'll play that. And you can find a playlist for the show to find out what the song is after Digital Resistance if there is time. I'm sure there will be because I measured that there will be an extra 10 minutes after I play that song if I don't talk too long right now. But again, you can find all the playlists for all of the shows at punkrockdemo.com. You can find other shows to listen to 24 hours a day over there. Next week we'll be having an interview with False Confession, and after that we'll see where it goes from there. Still need to finalize some interviews for upcoming dates. I'll let you know over on the website, punkrockdemo.com. For now, here's the blood to death. Stay cool, it's hot as hell in California. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Thanks for listening.
don't know, boy, but she just blew it. And I said, well, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's my story. Sticking to it. I got that deer in the headlights look. She read my face just like the cuddle of a bug and said, Don't expect me to believe all that static. Cause just the last week I threw that hammock in the attic. My skin got so thin you can see right through it. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. to it. The time comes and the last man knows that the best thing he could do is just look her in the eyes and beg for mercy and face the cold bitter truth. Yeah.
your mirror, your true beauty grows with age. If Pablo laid his eyes on you, you'd be his greatest model. I'd swipe that picture from the MoMA and take off full throttle.
Fuck those guys, fuck them right 